Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Desperate House Witches. I am Dorian Wallace. <laughs> I'm Raina Starr. Welcome to another triple header Saturday. Y'all have been so goddamn lucky. Can I just tell you? We have been slamming these shows out, y'all. We are trying to bring you the best and the brightest. We have today Amy Blackthorne, and then if you check back in at 2 o'clock, we have Evo Dominguez Jr. We're super duper excited. Um, it's the yeah. month of Dorothy, so before any anybody else comes on and starts talking, we're gonna do our usual. So, if you are new to Desperate House, which is welcome, we're so happy to see you. Uh, Desperate with <laughs> take two. Desperate House, which is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show. So. If dirty talk, bad language, bodily functions, or anything else I might say might upset you, this may not be the show for you, but you're here, so stay. You might as well. What else could possibly fucking happen? Anyway, yeah. Desperate <laughs> uh, House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible one herself. We talked to her last night, the amazing Dorothy Morrison, www.wickedwitchstudios.com. It is the month of Dorothy. It is her birthday month, so we celebrate her every year. This year she is doing mystery boxes. Check it out. They come in, I think, four variations. You can get with card reading, without card reading. You can get with book, without book. Uh, You can get um, large or small. So I guess that's eight variations. Anyway, so if you need that shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com at www.theangrycauldron.com. Speaking of book or no book, the foreword to the release, the re-release of Utterly Wicked was written by today's guest, also an author of many books herself, the one, the only, the incredible Amy Blackthorne, who we love. So, is our guest in the queue? Not yet. I do not see her, but she should be along shortly. I would think so. <laughs> this show's about yeah. her. Anyway, so yeah, Amy Blackthorne is pretty amazing. Uh, Blackthorne's Botanical Magic, author of Sacred Smoke, um, also author of Blackthorne's Botanical Brews, I believe. And uh, we're very excited to be talking to her today because, again, she did the foreword to Dorothy's re-release of Utterly Wicked, the only hex book you'll ever need, in my opinion. But that's me, you know. Yeah. I love her. So anyway, no, it is day, I don't know what, in quarantine. Oh, is she here? Yay. Bring no, on. no, I was I was going to say, speaking oh. of which, I, I went to look for her book because I, I have an autographed yeah. copy. Um, yeah, I just have the one book right now because... I'm I'm gonna get the the other ones next time I see her, so I can get those autographs too. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I cannot find it for the life of me. It has got to be in a box somewhere. And uh-huh. we are, speaking of which, you may hear some noise, hopefully not. Um, hopefully I've got it quiet enough in here, but we are expecting furniture delivery today. Um, Hallelujah. So I know. <laughs> My son's finally getting his, his bed frame. Not the mattress, so yes. we're still going to have to use the air mattress. But we're I'm getting serious. bookshelves. I am so the bookshelves. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know, when you move and you be and you start adulting, it's the little things that get really super important. <laughs> I know. I never I got thought, a new knife block last night. Yeah. Huh? I, I, I got a new knife block. A knife block. You know, because I've yeah. had uh, my knife block since my first marriage. So that thing's like over 25 years old. <laughs> so I got a yeah. new one yesterday. And oh. I love it. It's self-sharpening. It's fancy. Ooh, fancy. I like fancy. Yeah, fancy, fancy. fancy oh, fancy. goodness. Yes. And so I'm going to... I'm going to send a message yeah, to our guest because uh, okay. I'm happy behind you to be on the air now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I just hope she's saying. not having Yeah. You know, you it's, she's not having it's what? technical issues because, you know, it's going around. I, I, you know, I haven't even paid attention. When is the next Mercury retrograde? No idea. Because, yeah, I'll be honest with you, I usually pay attention to that stuff and kind of keep track on it. I don't even know when it is. Let's see, Mercury retrograde. Let's look it up right now, folks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, mm, okay, 2020. Because usually it's not around this time. It's usually like closer to June and July, isn't it? July, maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, June 18th to July 12th this year. So, okay, we've uh, still got a little bit of time, but you have prep time. So I highly suggest get get all your stuff cleansed, get all your stuff yep. in, uh, you know, charged and everything and prep yourself June 18th. June, oh, Jesus, really, June 18th? Yeah, (sighs) but, you know, like two weeks before and two weeks after, you know, there's little little blips. Oh, yes, indeed. Indeed he do. And I (laughs) I do have to take a moment. um, Yeah. Because I, I just found out this morning, and I'm actually, I'm pretty sad about this. But um, we I'm lost sure. little Richard. And <laughs> I didn't lose I I know exactly where he was. <laughs> huh? <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I said I didn't lose him. I know exactly where he was. But bless his heart, he was an icon of his time for sure. Yeah. He, he, was, he was my first gay crush. I'm like, I'm, I'm upset. I'm sad. So... I've got a candle going for him, and we love you. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. And, oh, 
We have a guest in the queue. We do? Let me bring her on. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Amy. Howdy. Hi, Hi. darling. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's quarantina. So my quarantine 15 has turned into quarantine 33. What can I tell you? <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, food is good and I'm bored. What do you want from me? <laughs> and I like to cook. <laughs> you know, you know me. Girl has an appetite. Hello. Holla. <laughs> All right, my love. So I am very excited because we had Dorothy Morrison on last night, and you're on with us today, which is, like, awesome and perfect timing um, because not just your book, but you also wrote the foreword to Dorothy's book. I really did. It was, the, it was so much fun getting asked. I was, I was telling Judica, our mutual editor, how incredibly in love with this book I've been since even before it came out. Dorothy came to visit the shop where I was working, uh, a place called Mystical Voyage, in 2007, and we got to talking mm-hmm. about Utterly Wicked right around the time it came out. And I had, I had, I've probably given away more copies of this book than I've purchased and I've bought for myself. It's, just, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, we're excited about getting our new copies of that, and I'm still yeah. waiting for my copy of Sacred Smoke. Because uh, <laughs> mail is what it is, and um, yeah. yeah, sometimes we're getting things, and sometimes things are taking a super duper long time to to come in. But let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you're into. Let's talk about what you've been doing during quarantine. Wherever you want to start, that's where we're going. It's been really funny here in Delaware because it's so close to. New York and the overflow from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I've been yep. I've been in the house since probably the sixth of March. Uh, wow! I had one That's case long in, time. in the county, and I said, "Nope, I'm done. I'm I'm going into hiding." <laughs> Smart girl. She's like, "No, thank you." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I'm done with outside. Y'all can be out there, not me. Ciao." Uh-huh. Which was probably the smartest thing you could do, because quite frankly. I still am convinced that they're not 100% on all the ways you can catch it. And I don't think they're 100% on all of the methodologies needed to make it stop moving around. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really sketched out. You know, a lot of states started opening, you know, through phases. Like today was the first phase, the beginning of the first phase for us in North Carolina. And... You know, all of a sudden this morning I'm hearing that cases have erupted, like erupted, mm-hmm. erupted. We haven't even done it, but we haven't even done anything yet. Like we didn't, mm-hmm. you know, midnight didn't strike and we automatically well, stopped social distancing. So it's like, where is this coming from? But my understanding this morning protest. is that it's, it's worse. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, all those, all those protesters. Um, the ones in Michigan, I think there was like 72 cases yesterday of, you know, people were tested that were there 
and they tested positive. So, are you, you know, are you I seeing that, I, Amy? Are you getting lots of protesters where you're at? Well, it's funny because the first protest, they had three whole people showed up, and then they're like, "Oh, well, there's there must be more people in that," so they tried to do it again. It's like if people aren't coming, then why are you having more protests? And the, the more people that show up, the more people get sick. <laughs> Oh, that's actually kind of sad. <laughs> Funny, but sad. <laughs> Smart people in Delaware. Cheers to you. Well, thank you. Well, it's the it's the second smallest state, so we don't even have a million people. So the right. fact that our numbers are as high as they are is terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, by you know per capita, you are this. Well, you're what the second? You're right after Rhode Island, aren't you? Right. Yeah, so you guys have, like, any cases above five, and it's, like, time to panic, or above 50, I should say. But, I mean, because you are a super-duper small state, so, yeah, it must be freaking a lot of people out. And I don't know, I've not heard anything specifically from your governor. Is there any, is there an advisory? Has your governor opened your state? What's happening? So he went on CNN yesterday. Uh, because people are really happy with pretty much everything that he's done so far up until now because enough people have made their voice heard, I suppose, that they've said, okay, well, maybe we'll start thinking about how to do that. So they've opened up some of the businesses that were closed to curbside pickup, but nowhere near ready to open it. We just hit 200 deaths yesterday. That's crazy. Oh, Oh, my gosh. For less, wow. than two, for less than a million people, 200 deaths is, is pretty high. And it's, we hit yeah. 2,000 infected like a month after everything, everything shut down. So if, we're, if everything oh is shut down as it is, half of the businesses yeah. allowed the uh, restaurants that serve alcohol to serve alcohol to go if it was less than 40% of your tab. It's like people are still going to pick up food, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot of restaurants or a lot of businesses are still shut down, and there's still such a high infection rate. I mean, I was seeing on the news, what was it? Two people were infected after standing in front of an air conditioner near somebody who turned out to be infected. Like it's you don't know where where it's going or how it's getting there. Wow, yeah. that's that's pretty insane. But um, so how's it affecting you? I mean, did you have things scheduled to do, places to go and stuff? Yeah, I was supposed to be at Sacred Space just about right after everything got really going. So Sacred Space mm-hmm. has been moved to next year. Uh, same weekend, same space, just a, a year later. So wow. I've so are you doing? So any, time just are to- you doing online things to make up for the for the loss of that? Yes, every Saturday I've been doing a class from 2 to 4 through my local shop, Finding Avalon. So that way, I just want them to still be there when things reopen. So I've been doing a two-hour class, recording it, and then putting it on uh, Blackthorn, Hoodoo, Blends, Dockle, who weren't able to be there, can still feel like they're they're part of the, the story, part of the conversation, and get to know some of the materials that I'm talking about, even if they couldn't be there for the live class. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Are, these, are you offering these classes at a nominal fee? 
Yes, and uh, through the entire month of May, I have a discount code for your listeners. Uh, if they go to blackbuns.com, uh, they can get 20% off their entire order, including video classes, uh, no minimum purchase. Uh, just enter the promo code SMOKE, all lowercase, at checkout, and they'll get 20% off your entire purchase. Oh, Very cool. If you awesome. can share that with me, we will totally we will totally post that link to the page. If you could share that, that'd be great. Absolutely. So talk to me about sacred smoke a little bit and and Blackthorn's botanical brews. I am like, what? How can you churn out this much cool information? How do you do this? <laughs> I was. I was really lucky when I was working on Sacred Smoke, the the little niblets of material that just come to me, whether it's in my dreams, whether it's through different, I, you know, you get down a research rabbit hole and you spend a day looking for one piece of information. Other things are bound yeah. to pop in. <laughs> I was working on, <laughs> I had been working on Sacred Smoke and I needed uh, a slightly alternative thing to think about. You know how you get to thinking about one thing, you can't think of where you were going, and it's sort of like banging your head on a wall. So the way oh, yeah. I get around potential blocks in my process is I, is I I research something else for a little bit, and I, I look at something else so I can figure out where I'm going. Yeah. So I yeah. started learning how to make flavored syrups and uh, something called a ginger bug, which is sort of like kombucha made with ginger root. Nice. Were the real original ginger ale. Um, so yeah, when I when I knew my state was going to start shutting down, I I made stuff like watermelon syrup, so I could have watermelon soda when there started being shortages in soda. So wow, that's I boy. Was, talk about timely. When is when is that out yet? Is that book out yet? October first. It's available for pre order uh-huh. right now and it'll be out October first. The cover is so gorgeous. It looks like an antique ad for absence. It's all chartreuse and glowy. Uh, ooh. This entire is my jam. <laughs> of using um, different juices as magical syrup, as magical potions. So anoint your shoes with absence to protect you from illness, you know, while you're magically walking through your day. Uh, so there's 5,000 words just on doing magic with absence. And so I'm glad that the cover came out the way that it did. <laughs> That's cool. Is it so? I'm, I'm looking to see if I can find the cover. <laughs> is it somewhere Amazon I can definitely find has it? it. Okay. Amazon has it. My um, AmyBlackthorn.com has it. You know, if I had half a brain working, I would have known that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, quarantine does it to everybody. No, I mean, I don't know if you're suffering from... Oh, that is beautiful. Look at that. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I need an autographed copy of that, my love. (laughs) (laughs) That one, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're experiencing this, but I've been, like, taking a poll has you know, does every day last a week now? <laughs> oh my god, yes. The things I did 
two days ago. I would have. I, I, I bet you a dollar. I did it two or three weeks ago. That's so why it sucked, but happened. It is a brain suck for anybody who says your life is like passing you by. Hang out during a pandemic and tell me that again. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I, I I keep telling people I'm 60 years old. I'm not 60 years old yet, but it feels like that's how many years have passed. Yeah, it really does. I, you know, I think about, I, I visited Longwood Gardens with my dear, dear, dear friend, Jana, uh, maybe a week and a half before things got really moving, before anything closed up, before they started talking about shutdowns, anything. And that feels like five years ago. I know. I know. It's the most unreal thing. Like, I didn't realize there was something wrong until March 14th when we went grocery shopping and we actually had to get on a line to get into the grocery store at like seven o'clock in the morning when we had normally just gone and gone shopping at seven o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, something's weird and different. And then when they opened the doors, everyone made a beeline for the toilet paper. And I'm like, the hell is going on here? I just didn't, it just didn't occur to me that something was really messed up and different. I knew something was wrong in China, and I had heard that there were a few cases in America, but like everybody sort of had collectively freaked out, and then it was like, oh, yeah. Because a lot of people who are in the medical industry who are friends of mine said, Listen, the flu kills lots of people every year and just passed it off like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not what was happening. So it's been, it's, it's been a trip. And that's less than two months ago. Mm. Yeah. I know. It's like, wait a second. So this shows you how adaptable humans are. In the span of eight weeks, we have settled into the new normal. Now that people are getting ready to reopen, I have coworkers who are freaking out because they're not going to be allowed to work from home anymore. And they're like, but I'm used to this now. I like it. It's like, yeah. It's gotten to the point where it's, you, we, people went from, I don't know how I can stay in my house for more than five minutes to, I really don't want to go back. It's, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> The, well, the, the feeling of, of March, I had it, to go to my neurologist, and they had guards oh, wow. guarding every door, every entrance to the hospital, looking to see if anybody, like, even coughed, sniffled, look at you at the corner of the eye. I mean, they wouldn't, they weren't letting anybody in, and that's when I knew, like, this is, this is serious. This is not something I want to be missing with. Right. Yeah. Something had, like, radically changed in people and you know and we saw some assholery but we also saw some really cool shit where people were helping each other which was awesome and you know i keep hoping that we've learned something but unfortunately since we're all going back to quote unquote the way things were to a certain extent i'm afraid those lessons are going to be forgotten even quicker than they were learned so that's kind of sad it really is. But, you know, I think it's, like, perfect timing that you're giving us fantastic things to, like, look at, make, and read because 
we're expecting this wave to hit again in the fall. And the fall is not that far off, kids. It's just not. Be prepared. Get your sacred smoke book. Get your botanical brew when it comes out. Make your sodas. Do what Amy says. I'm telling you. Be, prep up this time because we were not prepared. <laughs> March hit mm-hmm. and it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and <everything laughs> oh part. No, but see, here's the thing. You know, at least now we have an idea and it's probably going to be worse, but at least we now have an idea because we had no idea before this. I don't think anybody really understood like how bad it could get and this is not as bad as it could be we're all still relatively human and the turtle brain hasn't completely taken over again but i don't know well you know though i mean people can get pretty lizard brain about it when there's not enough control you know so it's 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 kind of a scary thing. This was bad enough. I don't know how people are going to do when it's worse, but, you know. So what have you got to share with us that we could use during this time of incredible panic? You know, is there something you'd like about? Sorry about that. Worried about I just knocked over everything in the house. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, yes, I have just drowned every piece of equipment I have. So keep talking, oh, no. I'm listening. Oh, yes, I have to do people a rescue. About, people are worried about the supply chains and the, the news articles that say, you know, things are, could break down. And we, we're seeing now how much easier it is, how much we took for granted, really, that mm-hmm. things were going to be there when we went to the grocery store. It got to the point where you could just go there and get, green peppers in December. You could get whatever you wanted whenever you wanted it. But Botanical Brews has an entire chapter on preserving the things that you have now so you have them later. You know, the, ah. uh, the shrubs that I have in the, the, the shrubs and bugs chapter, it's a way to preserve fruit that's getting ready to go bad, but you still have it for later. Um I grabbed a lovely bowl of watermelon right before I, you know, locked the house down to make yeah. soda with because I wanted to have, you know, something flavorful and something happy. You know, when you're when you're on a major lockdown, you have to have something to keep that morale up. It's having something sweet and comforting and, and something that reminds you of better times is a must. So I grabbed watermelon, oh, this gorgeous yeah. Prosecco vinegar. And what sugar, and I made a syrup out of it. The vinegar <sighs> breaks the cell wall for the watermelon. So even a really, you know, a lackluster watermelon becomes this beautiful, gorgeous, ruby pink syrup that you can add to oh. your homemade sodas, your, your soda waters, and have a real, people think you're a gourmet genius. You <laughs> pull this stuff out of the fridge. And yeah. it's a great way to use up fruit that was going to go bad anyway. You know, I right. we all have the best of intentions. I'm, oh, I'm going to go and buy a pint of strawberries and eat them decadently on my deck. And then you get busy oh. doing your project and you realize, <laughs> oh, my God, this is going to go bad. <laughs> yeah. I do that constantly. And strawberries especially. Yeah. Yeah, they're so delicate. Yeah, it, it's like my mother-in-law. 
Yeah, she 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 and uh, my father-in-law brought us up a bucket. You know, it, that was the only visitor we've had, and they've been sequestered since longer than we have. So we were like, yeah, you know, we would like to see you have dinner, whatnot. And uh, those strawberries, it, it took, like, I think two days. We got, like, a quarter of the way through, and I had to freeze a bunch of them. Because mm-hmm. it was like, uh-uh, boom, gone. And even that, you could only freeze them for so long before they start to taste like your freezer. Exactly. Oh, I can't stand fruit. You know, here's the thing. I've become so spoiled. I really don't like fruit once it's frozen now. It's just texturally too different. It's too watery for me. Is there a way for me to fix it so that it's not just horrible? Uh-oh. Is there a technical term? I'm sure how to spell that. Yes. They're, so submersing them in vinegar. You can, okay. people think that this syrup is going to taste like drinking vinegar or drinking pickle juice, and it really doesn't. The, the breaking the cell wall lets all the sugar and uh, water out of that fruit material. So it doesn't taste like vinegar anymore. It tastes like fruit that's been sweetened. The fruit that's left Ooh. over, you pull that out, and I, I keep it in a baggie in the freezer and put it over ice cream. So... When I, was, I always teach a class on the material that I'm going to put into a book. That way I can t- sort of field test it and, and feel, get a feel of what people want versus what I think they need in, in their materials. So I made probably a bucket load of different shrubs when I was teaching this as a Hexy cocktails class in Philadelphia. So I made a I like strawberry that. chocolate vinegar. Oh, yes. I actually wound up putting that on so that that one's available on my website. So I've done a Zoom class. You can knock it out. We did a quick limoncello that was an overnight. I made uh, a really gorgeous peach and thyme vinegar with um, apple cider vinegar. Oh, God. It's just really decadent. I put a little bit of uh, creme de violette in it and a little bit of rum, and it was Spectacular. Oh, that sounds amazing. I have to ask you a question, Amy, because this is something I'm really crap at. Um, I don't know how to put flavors together. Is it something that you know, you just happen to know it intuitively, and I just need to ask you because I am crap at putting flavors together appropriately. Like, someone has to tell me that garlic goes with, well, no, I know it goes with poultry seasoning, but I mean, like mixing thyme with something, I would have no clue. Is there a There's rule? There's a lot of trial and error in there. Um, okay. But I always always go with your nose. If, I don't know if this is a me thing or an everybody thing, but I can sort of picture how they're going to smell together just because I it's it's like – a color wheel in my brain for smells. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, strawberry yeah. goes here. I could put a little, I could put strawberry and basil together and come out with something flavored and you expect it, if you leave it too long, it might be bitter, but it's, it brightens up your whole palate and it winds up coming out tasting like strawberry jam. Uh, one of the things I've been doing is 
I put up, I've been home, so I put up 11 new teas on the website, and one of them is a, is a strawberry basil tea because I needed that, that texture, that flavor in my mouth. So oh, that's trying to part of it picturing how they can work together. Okay, so the easy answer is, Raina, you don't have what it takes to do this. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just can't. See, but that's my problem. Like, I would not know. I would not have known to put basil and strawberry together. That would never, ever occur to me. And I'm trying to, like you said, you know, try to picture how they would smell together. I, I can't put that together. And I think I'm, I don't think I'm that unusual. I think more people are like me where it's like, hmm, I don't know how that would do unless it was already in front of me. <laughs> so buy the books. Buy the books. If you're like me and you can't put that shit together, Amy has done it for us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yay. The thing that was really important to me in writing um, Black Nurse Botanical Brews was making sure that every magical use of alcohol had a substitute, whether it's, you know, you're, you're sober for medical reasons, for ethical reasons, no matter what your choice is, I wanted to make sure that your choices were honored. Um, I'm a child of two alcoholic parents, and it's really important to me to make sure that everyone's, everyone's agency is honored. So there's the, yeah. the chapter on making magic in the kitchen. There's no booze in it. There's recipes for the bar. That's completely separate. I wanted to make sure that everybody had everything they needed to work in a way that was what fit them the best. It's so thoughtful. That's really super thoughtful. Yeah. You know, a lot of people do not think of, you know, the fact that some people have certain kinds of struggles and, you know, because there's some things you just naturally assume are going to be an alcoholic thing, a drink or what have you, or a blend. And it's it's great that, because I don't drink, so it's like, oh, it's for me too. You know what I mean? So I love mm-hmm. that. I think that's that's very thoughtful and very kind. But that's everything I expect yeah. from you anyway. <laughs> So what does the rest of your week look like? What have you what are you what are you into? Are you on now the next book? What what's happening? So the rest of the week I'm editing the PDF. So I'm you know, I go through with a internet red pen over what it looks uh-huh. like when it's a fi- when it's a final book. So I get to see the the intro papers where it's oh it's it's just so pretty. I I can't every time I open up a new book and I get to see the little detail touches that the art department and the, that everybody puts into these things, I get all choked up because they're taking what I imagined in my head and making it a thousand times better. So Aww. I get to wow. that, finish out, making sure there's no issues, we didn't put something in wrong, um, make sure it looks right because the thing is when you watch a book come to life, you you edit you edit you edit, and mm-hmm. that's like Black Lives Botanical Magic was edited twelve times, uh, lots of different names, lots of little details. But even when you get to this point, once it 
changes formats and it looks like a book, it's a lot easier to pick out things that you could have missed otherwise because it doesn't look like just a text, you know, a Word document anymore. It looks like a real right, book. Yeah. So the sort of change of venue makes anything that you missed sort of stick out. So I'll be finishing up that edit, and it goes back to the editor on Monday. Nice. And then I start on the proposals for the next book. I try and send in two proposals at a time so that they have things to pick from. They, they, you know, I want to when I go through these project phases. Once I send in the first edit, I, you know, my rough draft is sent in. The back of my mind starts to whisper to me, "Oh, you know what we really need." <laughs> no. It's funny because the, often, the, the the sessions that we have, going out to sacred, talk about sacred smoke and sacred space, uh, mystic south. The mm-hmm. these are so regenerative because I get to talk to people, I get to see where their needs are, I get to see where the where the community is lacking something that I can fill that mm-hmm. void. So it's interesting. Yeah. I was just getting ready to start that process when uh Sacred Space got delayed until next year. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see what things pop up because I'm doing classes online rather than getting to hug people in, in person. Yeah. I know. And it's it's weird because we're such an affectionate bunch of people that it's almost like we intend to social distance. We intend to wear our masks and gloves, but mm. we're very affectionate and we like hugs. So it's going to make it hard. I mean, no matter when or or where, I just feel like it's going to be tough on us, you know, to get used to the it new normal. Is. But I also, but I also think that as things, as time passes, if we get to a point where we do get past this hard, you know, this hardship, I think we're going to wind up going back to being affectionate, loving people again because we will have been allowed to do so. But it's, you know, for right now, thinking about you know, is this change permanent, that's kind of creepy because, you know, we all like being in each other's faces. Well, most of us. Certain ones of us like being yeah. in others' faces, depending on who the others are. Okay. <laughs> we are not a free love society. Anybody who's listening who might get the wrong idea, that is not what we're about. But uh, just to put a fine point on that, thank you. It's not the 70s. Okay, we're not all fucking each other like we used to be. Anyway, I remember it. I don't know if you guys do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think we're pretty tough. I think as humans, we're pretty adaptable. As witches, I think we're even more adaptable because, um, you know, pagans will look for an alternate way anyway. So I think we're going to be all right. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take for everything to mellow out and before we can all wipe our asses with toilet paper. So i got to ask you, how are you doing with toilet paper? I mean, I just got to know. <laughs> I, was, I was ready. I, I, I'm, 
family of I have six in my original family, and my extended family had two stepsisters and two stepbrothers. Like I come from a big people. There's a lot of people here. So yeah. when I first bought this house, one of the things that sold me on this house, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's just a giant house in the middle of nowhere. Um, nice. One of the things that sold me on it was a walk-in pantry in the basement with <gasps> racks oh. and there's, there's space to put everything. So I've always shopped at BJ's or gone to Costco or, you know, gone to a place where I could buy in bulk because I grew up with nothing. That just right. less than nothing. No electricity, no running water, no telephone for oh, a, a, a formative portion of my life. So I, I can tell you the the first night sleeping in this house, I cried because oh. this is something that's mine. Something that, yeah. that can't be taken away from me. Something that no one can kick me out of that is mine. So filling up that pantry and keeping it that way for, you know, I've been here 15 years as mm-hmm. has been a foundational part of my security blanket, making sure that I'm okay in my space is making sure that pantry is full. I start to think the pantry starts to get a little thin. I panic. So I was, I was oh, ready yeah. to when this started happening. I understand. Well, I'm, I'm glad have- you're in a safe place. Yeah, you know, definitely. It's important. It's important. Well, sorry, and not everybody gets to do that. So, yeah, but yeah. you know, I can, my family, my father was born when the depression started, and you know that mentality gets carried on. You know, I have extra of everything. The minute I run low on, like, let's say I have a bottle of lemon juice. There has to be a backup bottle of lemon juice at all times. The minute that one gets yeah. opened, you buy the backup. Well, let me tell you what, and I made this confession to Dorothy Morrison last night. We were talking mm-hmm. about toilet paper, and I told her how many rolls I have in my bathroom right now, and she was surprised <laughs> because I had more than she did, and that number is 70. So, yeah. But I have Crohn's disease. So I have to have toilet paper at all times. It's a must. It really is. It and really it's, is. It's and it's a control security. It's a con- oh yeah, it's a control thing. I need to be able to wipe my ass when I want to. And I think that's why people <laughs> freak out so much. But here's the thing, you know, toilet paper is making a big comeback right now. I because now meat is on the chopping block. So no pun intended. But yeah, I mean, a lot of things. A lot of things are going to continue to change. What we're allowed to eat, what's available to eat, where we can go, who's going to be able to interact with other people. I mean, and none of the states agree on the phasing, and it looks like, you know, <laughs> your state is having a, a much different experience from our state. You know, like our state, yeah. There's people sick, there's people recovering, there's people dying. You know, we're not in the extreme in either direction. But for you, your number of losses, that's extreme for the size of where you live. New York, Mm -hmm. it's extreme for the number of people per capita. So, I mean, but it's like if we had all agreed as a country and done the right thing in the beginning, I think maybe we could have saved more lives, but... I have no clue. 
I really yeah. don't. I mean, when when people started leaving New York to go to different places to go home, and then people leaving the spring break beaches and spreading, you know, westward, the yeah. that was a really perfect meme that I saw that says having the states have their their own individual deadlines and reopenings. It's like having a peeing section at the pool. Like you're not you're not blocking anything off here. Damn. I like that. I see that. If you find that, please share it so I can see it. Because that absolutely hilarious. Holy crap. That is too Gosh, Delaware you're... really, really quickly put in place where anybody from out of state, they don't care where you're from, you come to Delaware, you have to automatically quarantine for 14 days. I don't care if you if it's from Maryland, I don't care if it's Pennsylvania, New Jersey, you come from outside of Delaware, you come in because Delaware has such, you know, we're all coastline, so it's all beaches. Yeah. So people were coming yeah. to Delaware yeah. to hang out at the beaches because their state was closed. It's like, you can't, you can't do that, people. So they really yeah. quickly instituted a 14-day quarantine automatically across the state line. Like, they had police guarding the on-ramp to 95 and the state borders. Like, if they saw a Maryland car come in, they will pull you over and tell you to go to hell home. Nice. Wow. I like it. Wow. <laughs> Get that hell out. <laughs> Take your shit. A uh, dear friend of mine works. Because we're right on the border. I mean, Delaware and Maryland are, you know, next door neighbors so where i live here in, yeah. in newark it's eight miles to maryland it's eight miles to pennsylvania and it's 13 miles to new jersey so people who are living on that corner there i mean we had people who were shopping in my grocery store from the maryland side of the line they're like well what do i do if you're gonna have to shop in your own state buddy sorry yeah oh that's tough yeah yeah but you know sorry <laughs> hate it for you that's i mean it sucks but you know we got to do what we got to do you know Mm -hmm. it's not just keeping us safe it's keeping our neighbors safe and exactly yeah the serious lack of self-preservation is just terrifying to me you know the thing that pisses me off is the the one saying that you know, well, people are going to die regardless. It's like you, you don't get to choose that, though. That's not cool. Yeah, are you are you volunteering? <laughs> Go ahead, have at it, <laughs> but stay away. <laughs> you know, my you do what with you the want. Protesting wasn't. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. The, my biggest problem with the protesters, like if you want to kill yourself, fine. That's that's you know your prerogative. If that were the case. Well, you're not spreading it to your grandma, your you know, the lady down the street, the people in the grocery store. If that was, if it was just you to worry about, that's no problem. But you're you're exactly. potentially killing other people, and when I can't get people to understand it, that just it just makes me nuts. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Well, it's very frustrating. You still have the people who refuse to accept that it's a real thing. You know, if yeah. I have to hear one more fucking time, it's a democratic hoax. I'm going to smash the shit out of somebody. Yep. Yeah. Happily. There, there are the no Democrats in China. Yeah. We'll let you guys go first. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just oh, ridiculous. I'm, I'm a, 
I'm I'm of the mind like you 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 want to you want to reopen you want to do that that's fine I won't be in my house when the inevitable second wave happens I'm still going to be chilling here this this oh I'm going to run out and go to the nail salon and get my hair done is bullshit mm-hmm. yeah now sis is sis is teaching herself to do nails at home she going to do mine when when we're able to get out. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, seriously, I'm so used to, I mean, and not for nothing, I'm a spoiled bitch. I know that. I've been getting my nails done for, yes, 40 years. 40. Wow. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know my hands without nails on them. It's, it's that bad. Um, but yeah, I've started teaching myself how to do it. So I don't have to walk around with some messed up fingers, you know. <laughs> it's my little gift to me. So I started buying stuff. My husband's like, what the hell are all these boxes from Amazon? Because every day I get something else. Like one day I get a, a drill. The next day I get a box of nail tips. The next day I get dipping powder. The next, I mean, on and on and on. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm saving money. He's like, bullshit. How much, how much does it cost you to get your nails done? I said, well, let's see. I will have missed three trips now that's $175 including tip every you know like in total for the last three visits I've missed and he's like and how much have you spent on all this crap and I said 150 he's like no doubt you have saved money never mind (laughs) (laughs) do not question do you have a quarantine craft you've been doing who Either of you? What, what are, uh, my my? Oh. I did a talk for a wiser one. <laughs> did, did your son's bed, what, was it your son's bedroom furniture you were waiting on? Did that come? Huh? I'm, did I'm your son's bedroom home, furniture arrive? Oh yeah, actually, <laughs> I I've had to mute you guys a couple times because they're bringing stuff down the hallway. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has so I know what I'm going to be doing for Mother's Day. <laughs> I'm going to be putting together bookshelves. <laughs> so Amy, yeah. what are you doing to what are you doing tomorrow for Mother's Day? Since you are a a pibble mommy and uh, a mommy of books and a mommy of things and a mommy, I have I have no idea. I. I I, it's one of those things where I don't know what day it is most of the time. <laughs> I know it's Saturday uh-huh. because I've been teaching classes on Saturday. And that's right. mostly it. Like Wednesday I uh, I gave a, a free 90-minute talk on Sacred Smoke for uh, five shops all over the country. We did a, a Zoom thing. We had 20 uh, invitations go out to each shop. I got to talk about Sacred Smoke. And to, for doing that, I actually made a half a pound of incense dough, and I taught people how, like, how to roll it out, how to design your own individual scent, how, you know, based on your need at that moment. You know, everybody is looking for, you know, should be looking for protection magic. Uh, so I made a big batch of protection incense. So my, wow. my little quarantine craft has been keep your hands busy. Make, I made these uh, incense sticks and cones. It's so it's one it's tactile so you're you're looking for new experiences because we've been in our houses for two months now. Your brain is mm-hmm, actively yeah. seeking new experience. So creating 
uh, ascent on the on the fly has been really fabulous because you can have that time, you can have that experience of something slightly new uh, without going outside and risking yourself. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. I want to make some. It's it's super easy. You you take your blend, figure out what it is that you need. Uh, the one I made on Wednesday was dragon's blood, cardamom, benzoin, cedar, and uh, was there something else? No, no, I just blended them all together. Got the got it down to a really fine powder, and we'll say 30 grams is what I had. I added. 25 grams of mako powder, M-A-K-K-O. It's a tree that grows in Japan, and it's a super fine ground sawdust. But the material gets really, really sticky when you get it wet. So it binds all this incense together. So you have oh wow, 55 grams of powder you've now mixed together, and you so you'd add 55 grams of water to it, and mix it up. Just mix it forever. Uh, people mm-hmm. talk about kneading their dough. You, mm-hmm. Kneading incense dough is a thousand times because you have to incorporate every little drop, every little crumb of whatever you've got. So yeah, making sure everything's powdered is perfect. And it takes maybe a day to dry. So it's a quick turnaround on your craft time. It's a new experience. And then what what's keeping you from cleansing your space and making it really feel yours again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh, that feeling of being out of control is crazy. So, yeah, reclaiming your space, that, that's super important. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, thank you. I, I love it. I, I have been out of control. I'm telling you. I walk over to my altar. I'm like, yeah, I know. I got to do things. Yeah, I know. I got to refill this. Yeah, I know I got to clean that. Yeah, I know I should be burning it. I know, I know, I know. But my brain yeah. is not computing right now. So mm-hmm. thank you for reminding me of the shit I need to be doing. Absolutely. It's been rough. It's been it's been a hard one, I'll tell you what. But I'm so glad you're writing and making things happen because that's what we need, you know, especially when for the folks who can't go anywhere, I mean, I'm still at work. I'm considered quote-unquote essential, whatever that means. Um, mm-hmm. But for the, you know, for folks who are not that lucky, who are stuck at home, you know, definitely dive back in and reacquaint yourself with the things you need to know, which is at some point something I'm going to have to do anyway. But if you've got that time, why not, you know, why not put that time into your practice and put that time into learning how to make incense from Amy or any of the other things that Amy teaches because Amy's a fabulous teacher. She's a fabulous speaker. You cannot go wrong with her classes at all, and Amy is going to share that link with us so we can put it up on the page so anybody who's listening can, you know, get get on it, get on that video I'm telling you, she's she's doing good work, and you're helping support a member of the community, which is also important. And uh, this is how we get through these hard times, you know, by looking to the people who teach us. And Amy, you're one of the best. 
You are so sweet. I appreciate you so much. I, I just don't have the words to explain to you how important your friendship is. Oh, my gosh. Stop. I'm going to cry. Stop. 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 I'm going to cry. This is, this is not the place for that, God damn it. I love you. I will cry later. But anyway, tell people about... Tell people about the next class coming up because we are down to three minutes. So at 2 o'clock, I'm teaching Making Magical Oils. So from 2 to 4 uh-huh. on Zoom. So you don't mm-hmm. have to go anywhere. Show up in your PJs. You get to see my office and my altar in the background. Uh, nice. See where I make all the magic. You can yeah. check that out. Uh, you can go to finding avalon on facebook they we have a schedule of classes that are available so the next week at two o'clock and the next saturday at two o'clock and the one after that until everything's open and finding avalon is you know secure in my mind uh i'm, I'm gonna keep doing this i'm gonna keep making it available I've, I've been having people ask for you know three years where can i get your classes where can i get your classes so i'm gonna keep doing this and you can Excellent. find them at amyblackthorn.com. You can yep. uh, blackthornhoodooblends.com. I just got 11 new tees up on uh, the website. Hi. I got lists for caffeine-free teas. If you you know if you have a caffeine sensitivity, there's a boom. There's a menu right there for you. It lists every single tea that has zero caffeine in it. So nice. The, the promo code is smoke, all lowercase, and I will text it to you as soon as we get off here. So you can put it up Sweet. with the information for this episode, but it's, it goes until the right. end of May. If you're waiting for a stimulus check, if you're waiting for unemployment, I want to make sure that you have the tools that you need 20% off for the entire month. Nice. That's you are so very sweet. generous. You're yeah. the best. You really are. Amy Blackthorn, you are a treat. Once again, get all her books, Blackthorn's Botanical Magic. Sacred Smoke, Blackthorn's Botanical Brews coming up. I'm telling you, you will not go wrong. Amy, we love you. We will have you back in October, as a matter of fact. I'll discuss that with you <laughs> after. Yay. I love both of you so much. Stay safe and stay well. Love you, we too. Love you, too. you too. Can't wait to see you again. Oh, yes. I can't, I can't wait to hug your neck. <laughs> I know. I oh, miss you. I'm feeling love-starved. All right, so we will talk to Amy again very soon. Sis, we will be back in about an hour with the amazing Evo Dominguez, Jr. Everybody, go get your lunch. We'll meet you back here in an hour. Y'all behave, stay safe, remember your social distancing, and wash your goddamn hands. We love you. We'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Bye. Love you guys.